Thanks for joining us on the MBP, the Micah Brown Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Brown, and here I want to connect you to some interesting people in an intentional way. We do that by focusing on two main things. One, focusing on the person. Everybody goes through stuff. We all have obstacles that we face. Somebody that you may walk past on a daily basis may actually be one of those incredible people and you just don't know it yet. A lot of times as Americans, we want to jump straight to what do you do for a living? And we skip right past all the personal stuff that we've been through. A lot of times we want to label that as unprofessional and I would beg to differ. I think that by being more personal, being more intentional with our conversations, we can actually get a lot more accomplished holistically as human beings. So that's what we try to focus on here. Anybody that I interview, I want to ask what obstacles they've overcome and how it's affected them. Sometimes we'll just jump straight into it without asking the actual question. Either way, when you listen to an interview on this podcast, I want you to have met somebody in an intentional way. And the second part, get to know what they do as a profession. It is part of their life after all, so why not get to know what they do? But we don't start there. We will end there. And as many of our people that we get to interview, you'll see, they actually do some pretty incredible stuff. And we don't want to miss out on that either. I hope you enjoy the show. If you do, a fantastic way to support would be to use that Audible free trial by going to audibletrial.com forward slash MBP. That's audibletrial.com forward slash MBP. That'll get you a free 30-day subscription to Audible for free 99. And if you want to keep going after that, that's up to you. Either way, that will help out this podcast continue to truck on forward, paying for all sorts of things behind the scenes that I didn't realize cost money when starting this whole thing, but they do. Nonetheless, we appreciate you guys uh, for helping us out. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Wanted to give you guys a quick update before we jump into this episode with Joe Fuentes. Ben has now left the podcast. He is juggling a lot in his life and he needed to free up some space. So I wish him the best. I hope that he is extremely successful with real estate and that everything else starts to calm down around him so that he can manage it well. I don't have any hard feelings and I I do wish him the best. For today's episode, I will be talking with Joe Fuentes, interviewing him about his life and how he has overcome uh, particular obstacles surrounding being gay, growing up in a South Texas family with a Catholic background, and also being raised by his grandparents, but then ultimately finding home in Austin, Texas, and now having a job as a personal trainer where he gets to uplift and encourage other people on a daily basis, something that he does not consider a job, but just his life. So listen in as we talk about all of that. He also wants to give some pointers to all of you who maybe are trying to better themselves physically or mentally, uh, just trying to make your, your bodies do things that you want them to do, whether that's losing weight, increasing muscle, maybe just being able to run long distances. Not my thing, but it might be yours. And uh, hopefully his tips sound uh, very easy to implement into your daily life. So without further ado, here's Joe. All right, we've got Joe Fuentes here. Uh, we also have the the new pup, Kev, who is just passing out because he lives mm-hmm. a tough life. Yeah, <laughs> a bad puppy life, I can see. Yeah, he's the comfort pup. Mm-hmm. He's the therapy dog. But Joe, I really appreciate you being here um, yes, with me. And uh, I know that we've been trying to, to do this, but with COVID and everything happening and just other life responsibilities, it's been a little bit back and forth. But we've yeah. been friends now for... Jeez, three, four years almost. Four years. It's weird. I feel like we just like 
I've been friends for a year, and then I'm like, wait, no, no it's been we've, years. We've been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yep, longer than a year. Yep, for sure. That's like, I mean, Elizabeth and I just celebrated five years, and we both were like, has it felt like five years? Or sometimes it feels like ten days, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, this has been a breeze, and then later it's like, no, we've been through some serious stuff. It feels like ten years. Yeah. You know? So it's kind of the same thing with our kids. We're like, how long have we had kids? Two days. Jeez, no, three and a half years. So yeah. that's on the, the really tough days with Charlotte. But anyway, uh, what I wanted to start with is just sharing some of your story and uh, kind of along those lines to give you a little bit of some guide rails of like, you know, sometimes if I say like, what's your favorite movie? You'll just freeze up and you're like, oh, shoot, what? I don't uh, I don't really know. Uh, but if I say, you know, what's your favorite comedy movie that gives you a little bit more accuracy. So uh, what are some experiences that you have had in your life that have most shaped your character looking back and now where you are? Um, I would say the way I was raised. I mean, I was raised by my grandparents, not a normal setting. Uh, most people grow up with their parents, but um, my parents are alive, but I was just fortunate to be brought up by my, my mom and my dad's parents and uh, I believe that's what's helped me shaped and made me as the person that I am today the reason being is uh, the hard-working status I get from my grandfather my grandfather um, you know every day was out there you know working I started working with him when I was what six maybe eight out in the fields you know so um, he was a migrant worker so that was my first job was actually working uh, picking tomatoes Literally out in the fields. Yeah. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration, not a metaphor. I was literally yeah, out there. Yeah, literally out in the fields picking, <laughs> picking tomatoes as a kid, you know. So, um, you know, that's where I first made my first money. And that's how I got started on, you know, learning how to take care of myself and uh, raising myself. My grandparents, you know, were older. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was the youngest of 10 girls. Um, so Only being 10 the youngest, girls. Only 10 girls. Oh, they, I mean, they are a Mexican family, so <laughs> they, wanted their, they wanted their boys, so they went 11. <laughs> That's the way it looks like, but not technically is how it went down. I'm pretty sure we're done it, too. Because <laughs> Charlotte's enough of a handful right now that the idea of having 10 kids or 11 kids running around, I don't know yeah. that I could handle that. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. I grew up, I mean, I have... I would say about 100 cousins. We're a big family. Casual. Just a cool 100. (laughs) Somewhere around there. Give or take a few. You know, every family is pretty big. So I only have a brother and a sister. I'm the oldest of three. So, um, yeah, being the oldest, my brother and my sister were raised with my mom. She was a single mother after uh, they divorced. My parents divorced when I was in second grade. So, and that's when I went to go live with my grandparents. Um, Another thing I would say, I guess as a child, uh, something that's helped, make me be the person I guess strong uh confident is being bullied as a kid I, feel um, that. I would say I wasn't an athlete um I was never chosen to be first on the team so all that just comes back and gives me the drive and the motivation that I have now every day to help other people be better uh better versions of themselves you know because I did struggle as a kid. A lot of it was because I was different. And I didn't know how or why. How did other people know that I was gay before? I did. Yeah. So, 
you know, being bullied about being gay. I didn't even know what that was. Why did they call me that? Why did they tell me that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I like doing girl things. Yeah, I was in gymnastics cheerleading as a kid. So I could see where they were picking that up from. But it was just something that I enjoyed doing. So it wasn't all that picking, you know. I was very, very quiet, very timid. Mm-hmm. Total opposite of what I am now, you know. You know me in the gym. I'm yeah. a, a little loud. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know Joe's there until you hear his voice from like the other, literally the other side of the gym behind a closed door. That's that's how you know Joe's yeah, in the so house. I'm totally, you know, a totally different person than I was growing up. You know, I was very quiet, very to myself. I guess I could say introverted. I grew up playing baseball, little league. Got into college, uh, high school. Really didn't like playing for the coaches at the school, so. I chose not to play after my freshman year and sports just was something that I always wanted to do because I felt like that would help me get close to my dad. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't me. I was. Did you feel like it was like the socially acceptable thing? that Something I had to do to fit in and um, I just, I wasn't good. I was, you know, like I said, I was never chosen first. I was probably always last or not chosen at all. So with all that, you know, I've always worked on perfection, which can be good and can be bad at times Mm because I can be really hard on myself and hard on others. I do admit that positive reinforcement is very hard for me because I grew up in such a negative reinforcement type mentality that I can see the bad immediately. And it's hard for me to tell you about the good. And mm-hmm. it's a struggle I have personally, and I try to fix it. But, you know, it's the way my brain's wired since I was a kid. You know, I, I, was, could, I never felt good enough or, you know, not, it was not even only just school, you know, family. I just never felt like I was good enough where I fit in. You know, it was, I was different. And not till I finally decided at 21 to admit to myself that I was gay that I finally feel normal yeah. and you know like I could be whoever the hell I wanted to be you know I wasn't accepted my mom didn't accept it I was a disgrace you know but you found I'm because I know you you found as I would call it your tribe you found your people yeah. that you were like oh my, I'm not I'm not just all altogether different I'm just different than these people. Yeah. Here are my people. Yeah. I can I can relate at least to you said like the not being picked first, not even being picked sometimes. I vividly remember and I shared this in a, a previous episode where I told my story. I was quite literally picked last for recess basketball and I was told this was in sixth grade uh, at a Christian school. I was told you'll just be the substitute. Now in hindsight my adult brain is like it's 30 minutes of recess. No one's substituting for 30 <laughs> minutes of recess basketball, you know. But yeah. But nonetheless, I, I literally was not picked uh, to be on any of the teams. There was an odd number. And so I can resonate with that. Uh, I can also resonate with just being different. I, I wore like a, a single shoulder backpack and I got so much flack for that. Like, dude, why are you being gay? You know, you're such this, you're such that. And I was like, it's just a backpack. Like, yeah. how is this? What's yeah. defining my character? So 
I can I can definitely resonate with some of that, and I've had clothes put in used toilets. I've been bullied yeah. physically, verbally, and I I feel like you and I have landed in the same place just because our personalities mesh so well. Where because of that experience, now I know what it's like to have genuine friends and genuine connection yeah. and encourage other people uh, to be better than where they currently are. I agree. Which I think with that perfectionism is really helpful. Yeah. When you're like, okay, I see the holes here. But because of my experience, I'm not going to do it in a positive way and be like, let's fix X, Y, and Z. You got this. Yeah. I mean, even in my notes for my workout today, like, you got this big guy. Yeah. Work hard. Yeah. No, it's the way I am. I just, I, it's what I want. I just want to build people up, you know, to believe in themselves and be stronger. Because um, I struggled with that. You know, it was, it was a hard childhood, but I have no regrets if I wasn't bullied I wasn't raised by my grandparents, I wouldn't be who I am now. I just want to give back and I just want to give love out there to everybody, you know. I just want them to feel what I didn't feel for many, many years. As you were growing up, did you have anybody that was, for lack of a better term, in your corner? Was it just your grandparents? Were there any friends around you that were there in it with you? I mean, I had a cousin. She was uh, four days actually younger than me and uh, we were both raised by my grandparents. Um, okay. She was my protector. She would fight boys and bully back on them because it would bully on me. So she literally <laughs> would take care of them and keep me happy and keep me smiling. You know, I would never admitted it to her till, you know, I admitted it to everybody in my family later on. But she was everything with me growing up, you know, four days apart. I mean, basically like twins. My mom was coming out when her mom was going in. Yeah. To the hospital. So I mean, they t- they tell the story all the time. High fived on the way. Yeah, they're like your turn. You go. You go do it. <laughs> Catch you on the side. I don't know how deep we want to go into all this, but uh, it's up to you, man. I was sexually molested by my family, so it's a hard feeling. I get anxiety when I go home when I have family functions, but because you see those people mm-hmm. and it wasn't one it wasn't two it was seven and a lot of that has scarred me but many many years of therapy have gotten me to where i'm at where i can be comfortable with myself i can be comfortable with other men i can trust because for years i couldn't or not that i couldn't it just i didn't value myself you know i just wasn't setting expectations and not setting or setting goals or anything i was just you know, just living life by the day. And now it's more of a structured life. I enjoy what I do. I mean, I don't enjoy it. I love it. They say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> and that's exactly what I feel. I feel like I wake up every day to go hang out with my friends and help yeah. them make their lives better. You know, and that's what... You can feel it. The, that's what on I've the receiving end, you can feel that, <laughs> yeah. that vibe of just like, Joe's not just grinding for a job. Like... He's here for yeah. me, and yeah. I'm one of many people around him. But I feel yeah. like you're there for me, Micah. Yeah. and that's it. No, yeah, and that's what I tell. That's what uh, one thing that I would tell trainers is uh, basically this is what I do as a trainer is get to know your clients on a personal level, make them feel like a friend rather than a number. A lot of people are fixed on money and making money and making money. Stop worrying about the money and worry about your clients. And once you get into that aspect, then the money just comes in. I feel a lot of new trainers go in there and immediately they want to make it to the top, do this, do that. But they don't, there's a way to get up there. And it's actually persistence, one, uh, being humble, two. And three, you want to basically dig into your clients, 
find out their why. Why are they here? Why are they wanting to make this change in their life? And maybe know? maybe not just the first answer they give, but it's kind of yeah. like going to counseling, right? Like yeah. it's not it maybe not what I'm saying right now that's but the problem. But you work at it, and you're like. Uh, and the story starts to unfold and then you start to figure out the reasons why and I just want to get know, healthy and then really it's no actually you're very insecure about your body yeah, that's that, how I feel, so. yeah growing up you know people that way it could be that it could be um, the way people uh, view themselves you know the doctors sent them but the hardest thing is people coming in and uh, not having that mindset basically I was gonna training is all about the mindset yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have clients who come in and they're like, my doctor sent me here. Well, when you give me that response, you're not, you're not you're here not because you want to be here. You're yeah. here because your doctor sent you. And yes, I can be patient with you and I will be patient with you because I want nothing but the best for you. But you can already tell that they're going to have an excuse after excuse after excuse on why they're not losing weight or why they're not getting healthier or, you know, this and that because they don't have that mentality. I want to be here. You don't have that mindset. You're not ready. You're not willing to do what it what it takes to better your life or uh, your health whichever yeah. the reason is you know to kind of backtrack but s- circle it all together um, I feel like when hardships are faced ultimately people are like gushers follow me here they're one flavor on the outside when you squeeze them they might be a sour gusher on the inside they might be a fruity gusher on the yeah. inside you know it might be sour it might be sweet but Ultimately, that applied pressure, that obstacle that somebody faces is going to prove to you what's on the inside. So when you go through life experiences like you've been through, it it can reveal a true character that's underneath. And through your, your choices now in your adult life, you've allowed to strengthen that character, yeah. to strengthen that motivation. And it's, it's like when people come to the gym, sometimes they haven't been squeezed. So yeah. they don't really know how to push themselves. They don't really know how to overcome that obstacle. Because for, for somebody like me, I realized I was giving you excuses. I was like, oh, man, this hurts and that hurts. And finally, I was like, you know what, Michael Brown, the only person stopping yourself right now is you. Joe's not doing it. Elizabeth's not doing it. Just look in the mirror, and there's your culprit, right? Yeah. So I, I definitely understand that. As you, as you went from when you came out at 21 till now... And I won't say your age unless you, you want to. But six. Not, <laughs> not that old. <laughs> in in those fifteen years, what kind of steps have you taken, whether it's like personally, internally, or publicly, to to strengthen just who you are so that you can then be the superhero that your cousin was for other people? I mean, just continuing education is a lot of what I do. Uh, making sure I'm updated with all the new uh, uh, fitness trends that are out there. Um, Wait, so you're saying that you can't just be all excited and go be a personal trainer and just be excellent at it? You have to have knowledge? Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> yes, some sort of knowledge. I mean, <laughs> you can get a job, honestly, uh, with just a certification. Um, yep. It might not be at one of the bigger gyms right away, but um, honestly, you can't just get a fitness... You can get a personal training job with a certification. I mm-hmm. uh, do have a four-year university degree bachelor's of science in biology and kinesiology so knowing the anatomy of the body body has helped make the jump into um personal training a lot easier because i had the four years of studying you know exercise physiology biomechanics and all these different classes that generally talk about a lot of the same things that make that test that national test a lot easier to take which certification i have uh two different ones i have a issa that i've had since 2008 
for some odd reason, Gold's Gyms decided that they were no longer going to accept it. So two years ago, they made me get a different one, which um, I have uh, NCSF, which is National Council of Strength and Fitness. Uh, I have NSCA. So I have that long expired, years. but yeah, <laughs> at one point, it's time there. I at one point, it. I had it right. <laughs> yeah, so. and I did not have the background you did, so that was an uphill battle for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah, the uh, those are the two national certifications I have, but uh, my pride and passion, actually, to be honest, is group fitness. I've been certified through Les Mills five different formats, and uh, everything being totally different, uh, different types of. Group fitness classes, basically some with weights, some with body weights, some that are focusing on the core. Um, uh, Those body are the formats? Yeah, so I have body pump, which is going to be your barbell resistance oh, wait, training wait, wait. class. Were, were you yoga certified once upon a time? Or you still flow. are? Mm-hmm. With your booming cheerleader encouraging voice. Yes. And when Let's I try to stretch like, real deep. Well, Here my, we go. <laughs> well, my uh, calm voice actually sounds very seductive. So <laughs> it's kind of weird. I'm like, uh, like, it's really, really hard to be calm when I'm used to body attack, which is all about high energy oh, and, sure. you know, hit training classes. So, um, yeah, it is kind of out of my norm or out of my comfort zone. But, you know, you got to be uncomfortable you know to grow so that is a challenge that I take to myself I don't teach it regularly I will substitute but it is something that challenges me so and you know just like I challenge my clients I you know like to challenge myself as well because that's the way I'm going to continue growing alongside with them that's your your personality trait that perfection the positive angle of the perfectionism is that there's always something you can grow in there's always Mm -hmm. something you can do better in Mm -hmm. you know it could be fitness it could be mental like you could want to read more books or whatever yeah well if i picked this quarantine i've picked up uh, a lot more meditation focusing on being more calm and less bitchy <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes and and it has helped a lot also helps with sleep oh yeah one thing sure. that I've learned to calm I've had you know issues with sleeping but a lot of it is because I tend to wrap myself up or start doing work right before bed or send an email and then I start thinking about that email or workouts that I've sent or that I haven't sent I'm just yeah. like Shh, did I forget <laughs> again <laughs> um, but yeah so I have issues so now what I do you know I've added that right before bed so it just helps calm uh, my brain and shut it off that way I can try to get more quality sleep with training a lot of people think it's about how hard you go in the gym I mean your rest and recovery is as important as your working out and to me that sounds really obvious to other people it's you know not, not as much no. but People that think that you can just like work out every single day and never rest don't understand the mechanics of your body. Like the basic mechanics of yeah. your body. If you're getting stronger, it's because you're tearing down and then your body fills in the gaps and strengthens it up, yeah. right? That's really literally where strength comes from. So if you don't give your body time to catch up and strengthen itself, you're yeah. going to end up hurt. Yeah. Just straight up hurt. That's like when I tell you, yeah, my form was off on the last three set or last three reps or whatever. It's because my arms are shaking. They just want to yeah. fall apart. You got to give it a break. Yeah, no, and that's the beginning of quarantine. You know, I've always complained about there not being enough hours in a day to sleep. Always on the go doing stuff. And yeah, during the quarantine at the very beginning, and it wasn't because I was eating bad. Actually, over the quarantine, I've made a lot of changes, which has been crazy. But just resting more, I actually gained weight. And that's something I struggle with because I teach, what, two to three classes on a daily basis on top of training all day. So it's constant working out or constant calorie burn. My heaviest day Mondays, I would say, I 
burn about 2,500 calories. You know, every now and then I'd get a weekend where I'm like, I'm just going to sleep all weekend. But I know it's unhealthy. So uh, one thing I've started to do was just sleep a lot more and making sure I'm getting my eight hours of sleep. And you probably the feel problem better. that I was, yeah, <laughs> feel better. My joints feel better. And um, the weight, the weight problem, not, not even a problem. Like I have issues trying to keep weight on because of the amount of the classes oh. I teach. So literally here i was thinking I, you were like putting on weight and you're like oh crap no, you know? I, no it, was, it would felt good because okay. of the fact that i've been trying to put it back on and because i was getting so much rest i'm like i'm eating the same amount i'm you know still working out so still uh doing at home workouts throughout this whole quarantine yep. so doing that you know, i knew i was doing <laughs> you know i was still burning and doing everything that i was doing on a regular basis and uh but i was sleeping more and that's the only thing that I could attest of actually, you know, the muscles actually recovering, feeling better, workouts were actually feeling great. Some injuries that hurt here and there were actually vanishing. Crazy to say how much sleep really does help, you know, and a lot yep. of times we think we don't need it. Or I can I can work off of four hours, I can work off of six hours. I'm like Maybe for one day, but Yeah, <laughs> but when you do it on a constant level, yeah, you know, it's not not good for you. I, as a person who has like medically diagnosed sleeping issues. Yeah. I crave quality sleep. And and just to be clear, being unconscious is not equaling sleep. Quality like sleep. Yeah. those are not the same thing. <laughs> I got the little watch app that like tells me like you woke up 11 times. times last night. <laughs> so no, my quality I can sleep quote air quotes here, sleep 8 hours. Yeah. But really my quality sleep was like 2. 2. Yeah. And it's I'm awful the next day. And over the course of, you know, dating, engagement, marriage, I've had to tell Elizabeth, like, if I seem off and I tell you I slept a long time, it, it's because I wasn't necessarily asleep. Yeah. Like, deep sleep doesn't exist for me. So, yeah. it's it's been quite a, kind of an uphill battle. So, I can definitely, again, resonate with that because I have to take, like, magnesium or z or something to, to actually make my mind turn off. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not going to get that REM sleep where you actually are rebuilding and, yeah. everything in your body, including your brain. So, yeah. some, some people who are... Not clearly not using all of their brain power. You should probably sleep a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> as far as just becoming a trainer, I know certification is a big deal. I know you've talked about it's um, you know some persistence in treating your clients as friends rather than just sources of income. Mm-hmm. What other obstacles have you seen in your own experience that have? kind of helped you to, to actually navigate and become a better trainer as one or a better in a way like a business owner I guess because you you're your source of revenue right yeah. like if, if you get paid it's because you you went out there and you met yeah. people you introduced I mean our whole friendship started by you saying hey bud your shoulders are looking bigger yeah I was standing at the water fountain <laughs> I remember that you know and I was like hey that was really nice like I'll, maybe I'll ask him for help sometime, and yeah. now here we are four years later. Yeah. So what other obstacles have you had to either navigate around or overcome? Well, one thing that I've learned that's helped a lot is not being scared of trying something different or educating yourself on something you may not know. Mm. Basically, I do a lot of prenatal, so it wasn't something I was very educated at first, but when I got my first client who was pregnant, while training with me she was scared but I just you know I did my research and I guaranteed her that it was going to be safe and we're going to make sure you know everything was 
going to be done the correct way, making sure her heart rate wasn't getting up too high because her internal temperature would be a lot higher than mm -hmm. her external temperature. So knowing all that science behind, you know, the way your body works and helping them feel confident, you know, it just helped me grow. So that was one background that I worked with. And I've also worked with knee, hip replacements, shoulder replacements, and just going in there and having the education of the science background, you know, going through, uh, what's it called, uh, exercise science, um, going through the biomechanics classes, you know, all that knowledge that I gained through college actually helps with knowing the body a little bit more in detail rather than just having the certification. So I told you earlier that you can have a certification just to get in, but you know, if you want to catch a niche or if you want to be a little bit better at what you want to do is you want to go ahead and grab uh, different types of knowledge from different types of experiences. And a lot of times, newer trainers are scared to build their business and they just want to go a certain route well you don't want to i don't feel like you you can't be the master of everything but you got to find something that you're going to feel comfortable with and i work a lot more with women i have 80 percent women that i train 20 percent male the fact that a reason why i 80 percent is because i when i first started my business i chose to focus more on women and the reason being was because i was gay i didn't want to make men uncomfortable and that was just me. It was my mentality and that's what I wanted to do with my career. I wanted to focus primarily on females because I knew females love gay men, one, so it was going to get easier uh, buy-in for me. I've heard your classes true, and, it's, it's very <laughs> evident. <laughs> and uh, two, uh, you know, it's gonna, they're, they're going to be comfortable. There's been stories out where women leave their husbands for their trainers and crazy things like this have been experienced because it's happened at my gym. So mm -hmm. uh, with that being said, more men feel comfortable with their wives working out with a gay trainer so it's made it a little easier for me and that's why I focus myself on females not that I don't know how to train a man because obviously I'm a man and I know I mean, how to train I'm myself here. right and yeah. <laughs> you're right here right <laughs> but yeah no I, I uh, that's where I pushed myself on learning more and not being scared of learning as a kid you know knowledge is power who would have known that who would have known that was true? <laughs> yeah. So the more you know, basically, and keeping up with the trends that are out there, you know, I personally am not big on, you know, the heavy, 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 heavy lifting. Yes, it's great for you. But if you look at my workouts, it's more of a functional training, or I try to incorporate one functional training with one heavy strength training. And the basics is because it's everyday movements. You know, you want to be able to be stronger in everyday life and doing a lot of the exercises that I tend to work with my clients with, that's what they're for. They're functional movements rather than I'm going to go leg press 900 pounds or a thousand. When are we going to do that? Have fun you know? with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I get the reason why people do that. But for me as well, what I tell my clients, it's, it's longevity. Yeah. It's I want you to continue doing this as you get older. I don't want you to feel as you get older, things start hurting more that starts to prevent you from doing or being able to do uh, well, what for, it is that you're looking for. For the people listening to this right now, and I've mentioned this kind of like offhanded in a few other episodes, but I've got two herniated discs that, in my opinion, are still healing to this day because it's non-vascular tissue. Mm -hmm. Two herniated discs. I've dislocated both my shoulders multiple times. Mm -hmm. uh, I have torn three ligaments in my ankle. I've got multiple injuries. Yeah. All that being said, Exercising and stretching, keeping flex flexibility as part of the the kind of post yeah. workout, but um, keeping all of that in there. I mean, you're my trainer. Keeping things functional has helped me to physically feel better, mm -hmm. and therefore 
just I mean, gosh, my, my mental state of like, oh, I'm not in pain all the time. This is incredible. You yeah. know, I, I'm actually happier. This is good. So I, I personally, I know not everybody shares the same sentiment, but I personally totally agree with keep it functional. You can be strong mm-hmm. and still be able to run and do things and, and be flexible. It's not yeah. it's not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Some people do want to be power lifters. More power to you, pun intended. But yeah. you also start to get stiff in in your old age when you're not lifting weights that just becomes weight on your body and yeah it, there's the joints and everything yeah so it's absolutely i i would say kind of in that same vein in shape is going to look different to everybody yeah i jokingly say that a circle is a shape so yes. everybody's in shape i, I, you know? I tell everybody that too <laughs> I, I, and, and my clients look at me and they're like what i'm like uh, no, I didn't call you circle. I yeah, call you're you not a circle. <laughs> you're a human being, and you're lovely. You yeah. <laughs> to me, what healthy looks like. I mean, everybody's gonna be different uh, size, a different shape. You know, to me, healthy body fat. That's what I look at. That's the number I look at. Females definitely look at the number of the scale. Um, I tend to keep them off of that number, and I only tend not to let let them see the numbers unless they're weighing themselves at home but what i do is uh my main concern is making sure they're staying within their 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 body fat uh 15 to 18 for males 20 20 to 22 for females so um making sure they're in that healthy range and to me that's in shape being able to withstand you know cardio and uh you know cardiovascular it doesn't mean you have to run 10 miles as long as you can you're not dying after a mile or maybe a sprint. Yeah. So in shape, like I said, comes with various uh, different sh- sizes. To me, it's yeah. just how strong is your heart? How healthy is your heart? A lot of times we maybe didn't have the right path or the right guidelines to get to where we wanted to be. And nutrition is going to be a big part of that. 80% of your overall training is what you put in your mouth. It's not what you do in the gym. You can go into the gym, work your butt off and still eat very very bad I think and you're going to see less progress but if you eat it, do it the other way you can work out three times a week four times a week and just eat a little healthier or cleaner is what I like to call it I don't like to call it a diet you will see a lot better progress uh, your body as well will be functionally better sleep will also help to me nutrition is going to be a big set of what it is and to me that's yeah. one of the biggest obstacles people will struggle with you know, I'm an example yeah, of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I cut out all alcohol for 30 days, and I was like, "Oh, this is this feels great." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, diet definitely, um, and I, I call it diet. I, the, my understanding, I realize connotations behind the word. Yeah. I mean, all sorts of things, and what you may understand diet to be, and what I understand is to be, yeah, totally different. To me, a, a diet is just what you're eating, what you're like set regimen, if you will, of what you're eating. That is your diet. Now, yeah. if it's clean or not yeah well that's you know whatever it is for you but to me having a very clean diet where elizabeth she loves to cook so she's always been the the chef in our house and for her having almost a a paleo type diet where we're we're not really allowing a lot of additives into our food yeah um it's usually pretty just simple. I mean, we yeah. grow some of our own vegetables, so yeah. that's about no, as simple I've, I've as you can get. Definitely. So that that's a big factor. I, I will say to your point about body composition is really, you know, what is the measure for each individual person, how, quote, all around healthy you are, fit you yeah. are. I've always had major beef with BMI because it says that I'm way overweight. Yeah. And I disagree. But... 
I'm I'm a heavy guy. I'm heavy. Yeah. I'm heavier than I look, and it's a fun game to play with people. Like, how heavy do you think I am? And they're like, you're probably like two fifteen. I'm like, I wish. Yeah. But I kind of don't. Um, so yeah, body fat percentage is always something I'm looking at to scale yeah. for myself. Yeah. So no, just, to me, that's the biggest uh, helping key. I would say. Um, I mean, the other thing is instead of looking at numbers, look at inches. You know, that also helps as well. Um, and you don't have to be a certain waist size it's just you know something that you're going to feel comfortable in you know and that's one, yeah. that's one thing that i try to with my clients is i want you to be comfortable in your own skin you know everybody's you can't compare yourself to the person next to you or you can't compare yourself to you know a girl who's in here seven days a week you know and you know works out like crazy you know because it's not all about that and um everybody's just got to be comfortable with themselves and what it is their goals are. Their goals are going to be different than the person next to them. Yeah. You know, somebody might be just be coming to the gym or trained for the social aspect. You know, they might be... Or just to get out of the house right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it varies from person to person. And, yeah, I just... Uh, that's my goal with my clients is that I want them to feel confident and happy with who they are. And not just with the way they look. I spend a lot of my free time hanging out with my friends, which are my clients, you know. Yep. And some of my other friends who are not my clients, you know, think it's a little different, but to me, it's something I do socially. I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy their company. They enjoy mine, obviously. I mean, I've been at Gold's where we met four years ago, 12 years this August. So I've been there 12 years. My longest client is that's still with me till today has been with me 11 years. I've spent Christmas with them this year. So I just do various things socially with them because of the fact that they are my friends. They are my family. You know, it is my family away from home. One comment that I know bugs my mom is at year six here, she asked me when I was moving home. And I said, I am home. And it didn't sit well with her. I can't imagine But why. it is where I felt most accepted, most the most love, the most, um, I guess, compassion and people wanting better for me. You know, one other thing that I struggled with was college was because my family didn't want me to go to college. They didn't support that decision but I knew if I wanted to get out of the life that I grew up in not that it was anything bad but struggling mom having issues with not being able to get great jobs for not having an education or going from one job to the other or working two to three jobs just to make ends meet because she was a single mom after second grade with my brother and my sister you know seeing her struggle that was my motivation to to go to college eventually I'm, I want kids and I don't want, want my kids to struggle they didn't support the decision and here it's totally different like everybody here supports me pushes me motivates me and wants me to do better and they see a lot of what I don't see because I am so hard on myself but I'm starting to see it so it is very very helpful that I've been here and and I call it home it is home what you just said about I'm starting to see it so I, I started writing a book a long time ago so clearly it's not getting done anytime soon but one of the things that I mentioned in there was the external voices become the internal voices and in order to flip that script and get them out of your head you have to fill them back with with something new something mm -hmm. fresh and in my case Elizabeth and I I would say every day when kids got thrown into the mix we're so tired we just at the end of the day we're out but most of the time every day we say today I love you because and today my compliment for you is and, and the love you is usually something deep and the compliment is something, you know, like, girl, you in that hip hop outfit look fine, you yeah. know, uh, which I've probably told her four days or something. That's my compliment. <laughs> um, but 
because of that just happening every day where she's throwing positive words into my ears and it's getting stuck into my brain, her external voice is starting to fill up the internal voices that were telling me you're you're overweight, you have a unibrow, you're not yeah. you're not this, you're not that. So to me what I'm what I'm hearing from you is you grew up with these particular sets of voices mm-hmm. that you know at year six yeah. are offended that you didn't want to come home. Did you not hear what I was hearing? You yeah. Know, that kind of thing. But yet you want to stick by the people who are speaking that encouragement and that truth mm-hmm. into your life of like, Joe, chill. Like, forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. As much as you willingly forgive me for stupid crap I do, Yeah. could you cut yourself some slack? You know, like, here's 17 ways that I think you're awesome. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. So I, I can definitely resonate with like, I, I may think, and you're probably going to smile because this happened with, between us, but... I may think like I'm not making progress. I'm not doing very well. Like I'm actually still gaining weight, and it's not the good kind of weight, and all this kind of stuff. And then I go to do a weigh-in, check in with you, and you're like, "What are you freaking talking about? You've actually made tremendous progress. Look at this line. You're actually yeah. doing really good. Like all this kind of stuff." And so you have even been one of those voices for me. Mm-hmm. So I would say just keep keep letting people pour into you. Yeah. No. I, and I do, and that's why. It feels like I said. It feels like home here, and it didn't. Like I said, it did not sit well with her. But it's. I generally feel loved here. Something that was lacking in my life for many, many years as I was growing up. But that's why I am who I am. The character that I am, very, very loud. And it's not that I'm trying to be obnoxious or anything. It's just that's who I was. The person I was hiding. I was very quiet growing up when really I wasn't. You know, when I was by myself or you know with certain friends, I could be myself. I'm a big and loud person is what it is. And I just couldn't do any of that because growing up, if I said anything or I, I was just nervous about what backlashes I was gonna get from the family. So I just felt like to be around them, all I had to do was be quiet and being quiet was being safe. Like literally I can remember my first Thanksgiving after I came out, well, I came out to my mom first. She didn't accept it that first year. And then a year later I decided I was gonna tell her sisters her sisters accepted it immediately. I asked her, I asked them to, you know, talk to her and make her understand that it's not a choice. I didn't choose to be gay. Finally, at 21, I don't know what it was. It's just I chose to finally reveal who I was and I wanted to be, I wanted to be happy. It's what it was. And I just didn't feel like I was. I was hurting myself a lot, drinking, doing bad decisions because everything just hurt inside because of the family and the way I was treated, mistreated. A lot of my family has apologized. Some of my aunts have apologized, which helps, you know, helps the the healing process. But a lot of it also comes just from me being able to let go, mm-hmm. you know, forgive. I mean, it, it's hard to forget. I won't lie, but I can forgive. And I think that's what's made it easier for me to be able to go back home is I don't have the anxiety that I used to because I've forgiven them. I had, like I have no regrets. I wouldn't have made the decisions that I made, and I wasn't teased the way I was teased. I wouldn't be who I am today. And it's I feel you know, that. And I thank all those jocks that you know were mean to me. You know, thank you. You know, because I wouldn't have the tough skin. I wouldn't walk proud like I do now with you know my head my head held up high, not being conceited or anything it's more of confidence you know confidence they didn't have as a kid yeah. you know confidence always, and arrogance are very different yeah and that I mean that's one thing as a trainer there's trainers 
that have killer bodies and are a little arrogant. And they know it. Yeah. It's like Globo Jim from Dodgeball. We're Globo Jim. We're better than you. And we know it. Yeah. So like (laughs) things like that, like that's one thing that I learned as a trainer. I'm humble. I would say, I think. And, um, you know, I'm always, there's like, they'll compliment. And to me, it's like, it's always a work in progress, mm-hmm. you know, it's, cause it's not, again, with that perfectionism, it's never perfect for me. So I'll take the compliment, but you know, it's, that's one thing that I have learned is just being very humble, being very patient is, um, what's gonna, gonna help you be a better trainer, you yep. know, and understanding, you know, not everybody's like you. Not what works for you doesn't work for everybody else. And that's what one to what one thing I have learned with some trainers is that I've been in the industry since two thousand six, my senior year in college. And believe it or not, training wasn't even my first thought. I was like you, a teacher before. Um, so uh, yeah, the training has really changed my life and my. Um, I mean everything that I do. So this is what like I want to do. View of yourself, even. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, I mean, it made me a better person, and like I said, this is my goal in life is just to make everybody else a better person around me. You know, and yeah. it doesn't have to be physically. You know, I at times you know that training isn't all about the workouts you do. It's about being present and listening. What's going on around you? You know, I don't do a lot of one-on-one trainings. I do group training. So I have to be all ears. I have four clients going at one time. I have four different conversations usually. So being able to carpet, how do you say, carp, carp, uh, something, carpamentalize. Compartmentalize. That word. Yep. (laughs) I still struggle with some, some words. Believe it or Words not, are hard. well, believe it or not, Spanish is my first language. So um, I did grow up with Spanish, and you know, uh, I grew up with I English, don't... and I still have trouble saying English words. So yeah. I don't really have a good excuse. No, I, I well, I laugh about it too. Because I mean, I don't have a deep accent, or at least I don't feel like I do. So people say yeah. I do, but um, I can tell when you speak Spanish to people, or like say certain words that are Hispanic by nature, but I can, yeah, or, or Latino by nature. I don't. But other than that, I don't really think you have. Accent. Yeah. No, not at all. I I don't think I have much of a Texan accent compared to other Texans. But when I go elsewhere, they're like, they, they hear it. Where are you from? You know? <laughs> You're so, like, y'all, hello. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've got I've got a question specifically from one of our listeners, uh, Jordan Loftus, mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you that, and then just kind of rapid fire a couple other questions before we wrap up with some encouragement, which I think will be yes, solid coming from you. One, uh, the question from Jordan is. What should we know about dieting and eating right? What are the right foods? How do I maintain the right calorie intake and protein? And what should I drink? And what should I avoid drinking? It's kind of a holistic stuff that's going in my mouth, going in my body. What do I need to know about that? I know we've touched on a little bit. Eating clean. um, Well, I mean, a lot of it is, I mean, there is science behind it. Um, You got to know your macros, basically. Mm -hmm. You got to know fat-free mass to make sure you're having enough protein to make sure you're maintaining the uh, the muscle mass you have on or to put on more muscle mass. So it very depending on your goals, your macros really will vary. So one for weight loss that I tend to use a lot is 40-40-20, 40% protein, 40% carbs, and 20% fats. Um, another one, you know, if you're trying to put on a little bit more, uh, more mass, I would 
change the protein to 50, drop the carbs to 30, and keep the fats at 20. So um, it just, it varies from person to person. Uh, the calorie intake, you know, for females, I say anywhere from 13, some may get lucky with 1,800. Mm-hmm. Men more like 18 to 2,500, depending on, you know, the activity, yeah. the amount of calories you're burning daily. Um, different numbers that we that we use to calculate all this, you know. So basically, and that's how, what a lot of fitness How do you keep track of it? What's, uh, a, what's a good way to keep track of that? Um, different, uh, there's different apps out there. You know, the one I use tend to with my clients is Fitness Pal. Okay. Uh, makes it easier. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is when I give you your calorie count, I've already mixed in what your workout uh, life is. Basically, oh, are you are you more of a sedentary type person or are you a more active person? Are you somewhere in the middle? Um, so I use numbers uh, based off of your scale reading that we have at work. And um, when I use those numbers, I... Uh, do the calculations for you and it, like I said it's going to vary from person to person and usually you'll notice as you start to work out more you start you know being becoming more active with the ones or clients that are more active tend to you know you'll have more calories because your body needs more mm-hmm. fuel you know yeah. and just also learning how your body breaks down these proteins these carbs as energy um, to figure out what you should be having daily you know and one thing here in the, I guess, U.S. that we do wrong is we tend to be in a rush for breakfast and we have our biggest meal for dinner. Yep. Uh, I would flop that. Have your biggest meal for breakfast and have your lightest meal for dinner. Um, and a lot of times one constant thing that I hear from a lot of clients is, well, I'm not hungry for breakfast. Well, because you've had such a big dinner. Yeah, you're still so, yeah. and got so a food hangover the next day. Yeah, so and, um, you know, and I have clients who do fasting, which I'm not against it. Um, it just, you know, it varies from person to person. Everybody's got to find their own. Um, I'm not going to tell you, you can't do this, you can't do that. You know, I will agree with what it is that you choose because a lot of times I want you to feel comfortable with what it mm-hmm. is that you're trying to do. Um, but I want people to know that carbs are not the devil. Oh, yeah. See, I know, <laughs> Female, I know. Females don't know that. Yeah. I know this. <laughs> yes. Other people don't know this. Um, what is when you meet somebody new, like a new client? What is your your main focus? Whether it's like in getting to know them uh, initially, are you trying to immediately, like we discussed a second ago or a few minutes ago, kind of peeling back the layers? Are you trying to get to the root of why are they here, or are you focused on what's our starting point physically? Like, what what's your first thing right out the gate when you meet somebody? What's your mind focused on? I tend to try to figure out, you know, a lot of biomechanics. I tend to watch the way they sit, the way they walk, um, you know, posture. Mm-hmm. Uh, my main concern before I start training people is posture, making sure alignment and things are, you know, functioning the way they should, uh, because a lot of injuries occur from certain muscles not being fired up because posture or things are not sitting the way they're supposed to. So. Um, I tend to do at the very beginning of all my training is working on mobility and uh, the boring stuff, I guess, what my clients tend to say. They don't want to do that, but a lot of it is going to be beneficial in the long run for them. So my main thing is just as they're walking in, I tend to just watch their gait. You know, how is their structure? I Their posture on their shoulders. Do they have an anterior tilt? Do they stand 
do they stand tall? Um, yeah, core, <laughs> are they hunched over? You know, all these little things that people may not think we're looking at. You know, to me, my right. main concern is, is your body moving functionally to be able to execute certain exercises, you know? And then we have our specific, you know, the tests that we run for them. Uh, basically, the step tests to find out um, on the heart rate and the recovery. Um, what else do we do? It's been a while since I've had a new client. <laughs> a lot of, like I said, a lot of my oh, clients what a have life. been That's with you, right? It's been forever <laughs> since I've had a new client. I mean, yeah. but you, you answered the question. I mean, I'm I'm not necessarily looking for everything. Just that mental, like, yeah. No, it's, just, I, it sounds like where are we starting physically, yeah. and then when they start talking, I mean, it sounds like you're watching from when they walk in the door. I'm watching your body. And then once you're talking to me, now I'm listening to what you're saying. Yeah. And a lot of it too is just like the, the, the tone of voice says a lot. You know, how are you excited to be here? Or are you, My do you feel like, <laughs> are you being forced to be here? So, I mean, I take a lot of that into consideration. And, um, but what I'm looking for, to be honest, is going to be that why. And sometimes it doesn't come out in that initial consultation, but soon as people start getting comfortable which is my first thing is that i want them to feel comfortable with me you know and if they don't feel comfortable with me it's not going to be hard feelings if you ask me to go to another trainer like that's one thing i've i've come into conflict with other trainers because their clients has wanted to come with me i don't have that problem because i know i'm not everybody's trainer i my mentality and the way i think the way i push the way i the way i coach you know the way i coach when i teach a class to the way i personal train are two different types of training. Yep. People are like, you're in a class and you're over here in front of us, you're yelling, you're jumping, you're doing all this craziness, your personal training and you're very calm and collected, very you're chill. not, yeah. yeah. And it's just the different styles of training. And basically, i not over the top because a lot of times people know that I am a little bit crazy. So I want them to it's feel, I want them to it's feel fun comfortable um you know from the get-go and like i said if i they don't feel comfortable and if they need another trainer or want to go to another trainer to me it's about the client it's not about me and that's one thing that i've learned through my career is i know what i want for them i know what i can do for them but i also want them to feel comfortable with what they're doing so i want them to come back yeah so in a lot of that making sure you're listening to what it is that they want and what they feel comfortable doing you know you'll tend to throw things in there for them that you want to challenge them but a lot of it is also throwing in things that they enjoy because then that's what's going to keep their attention and keep them coming back and then yeah. when you when they feel when you throw them that challenge and then they accomplish it and they're just like oh i can do that oh, and then, they, yeah. then, then you start throwing more at them and then you tend to throw in your stuff what it is that you want to do for them but to reel them in to me it, a lot of it is keep them at their comfort level for a while because a lot of, it's hard enough just getting there. Yeah. Some of these decisions, you know, a lot of people are intimidated by gyms. You know, they walk in, they're like, you know, uh, all they see is they think, you know, it's a gym, there's gonna be a lot of fit people. No, well, everybody's I mean, gonna start somewhere. Exactly. So somebody was in your shoes just yesterday or a year ago. Yeah, something you know? I used to tell people, even friends now, um, it's like, you don't know that person's story. Mm -mm. People people have looked at me and, and literally asked me, were you the prom king? Were you like the captain of the football team? All this kind of stuff. I'm like, no. Yeah. Just zero percent. Let me show you a picture of me in high school. Yeah. It's going to be very different. So if somebody just saw me in the gym, now they'd be like, oh, what is this? Yeah. You know, this guy is like here every day or something. 
I, I'm not in by, in my own standards. I am nowhere near the top of like the most fit. But somebody else who's just starting out may see me and be like, I don't want to work out next to this guy. Yeah. They don't know. I'm probably going to be your biggest cheerleader. Like, yeah. come and tell me what's going on, man. Yeah. So I can definitely understand that. Um, I wanted to jump to one more question. We'll move on to some uh, encouragement. What is one of your favorite client success stories? Uh, my favorite success story, I would say, was about eight years ago. I had an elderly lady come in, 49 years old, I remember, because her first comment was, I want to be 50 and fabulous. And a lot of people tend to use age as the reason why they can't lose weight, or it's because it's harder now that I've gotten older. And she changed her lifestyle. She actually came to see me because she needed to get some weight off before she was going in for a double knee replacement. Long story short is she committed herself three times a week. She started with me. She started seeing the results and started feeling better. She upped her training to five days a week and was seeing me on a daily basis. So we had her on a certain regiment. And sometimes it wasn't just training. She was taking some of my group fitness classes, which technically at the beginning she wasn't able to do or was told she was never going to be able to do until she had her knee replacements. Lo and behold, by the time a year later, she had dropped 85 pounds. And by the time uh, we were done, we had lost 100. After that, she no longer needed the double knee replacement. She was taking my high-impact cardio classes at 50. I found out uh, through training her, the tragedy was, you know, the reason why she wanted to change her life was because she had just lost her son. That's what helped her dedicate and push herself, you know, because she wanted to do better and be better. So her, her story just sits with me because of how much she wanted to push herself and how much she was willing to be uncomfortable in the gym. Being told she was going to have a double knee replacement and not having to even have that at the very end and doing high impact cardio classes with me and everything at 50. So she was the biggest one here back in South Texas where I'm originally from. I had one gentleman who lost 50 pounds and a lot of his medications uh, had been taken away because of uh, the high blood pressure, um, diabetes, um, different things. Meaning uh, like he doesn't have to take them anymore. anymore. Yeah, so um, he dropped the weight and all his numbers, you know, with his blood work and everything were coming back uh, normal. And so he got to get off of several medications and, you know, he was like the happiest guy. You know? I bet. <laughs> and, yeah. So it just, just hearing these stories of these, these people and the, the push that they do, the, the drive that they have helps me do the exact same thing. Now, we always, I, I always want to end with some sort of encouragement. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want people just to listen to this and be yeah. like, Cool story, bro. You know, that kind of thing. Um, And I'd rather have, here are some things I've overcome. And right now, I'm sure people listening to this, some people are probably feeling like they resonate with your exact story. Some people can resonate with parts of your story, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. What encouragement do you have specifically to somebody who may be experiencing exactly what you've been through? What I would say to encourage you guys is just, you know, be true to yourself and who you are. Stick to you know, to your beliefs, don't let anybody else hinder what it is that you, that you want to do in your life. One thing that I do struggle with and I catch myself with is I want to please people and I want to make other people happy. But at the end of the day, is that going to make me happy? Mm. And if it's not going to make me happy, why am I going to lie about it or be fake about it? I think what you're saying, just for a discrepancy to people listening, you're not saying 
be a jerk to other people for the sake of yourself, but you are saying you need to protect your own identity. You need to protect yourself. Yeah. Be true to yourself and don't try to please everybody. If it makes you happy, it makes you happy. And don't let anybody else's judgment tell you otherwise. To be honest with you, um, going into the career as a trainer, I didn't feel like I had the support. I had uh, family. I had partners that I was with that told me that this was not a career. This was just a job. And I've been on a U.S. team for Les Mills. I've been sponsored by Reebok. Um, you know, so these are all things that are in my career path. Don't let anybody ruin your shine, basically. If you feel like this is what you want to do, then you do it. Go for it. Put your heart into it and show them that this is something. Just till recently, I was very embarrassed to say what I did for a career. When I would talk to men or when, or I say men because I am gay or when I go on dates, you know, I was... I was scared of what they were going to say. You know, are they going to say what others have said to me before? And a lot of it is, I've got to be confident in what I do. You know, and that's what it is. It's confidence and not arrogance. If you believe in it and you love it, then do it. Just be you. That's all I can say. Because, I mean, I know for years I struggled with my identity and who I was as a person. But finally that I am true to myself, that I am who I am. And you're going to accept it or not, I'm not going to change for anybody. I'm not going to try to fit in it's hard but people will will accept you you know and you just got to be who you are you like we said earlier you, you found your tribe you found your people you found your home here mm-hmm. in austin and I, I think that's that's a great encouragement of like be true to yourself because that you will find them you may yeah. not see them right now yeah you may not be around them yeah. right now but you will find them i know this <laughs> two two things that came to mind that while you were just talking is like one you're the one with the job like it will be what you make of it you're the one that's got to live with your choice that sort of thing uh, elizabeth and i got engaged within three months of dating and people were like that's way too fast like you need to slow down you need to date for yeah. a year all these kinds of things and we talked and we're like you know ultimately you, we're the ones that have to live with this and when you know you know yeah and i used it's to make fun story. of people that said that i was the guy <laughs> i'm the friend that like oh i call bs right now you gotta live happen. somewhere you know you gotta write down i don't know where it is but you got it and then i met elizabeth and i was like oh dang it this is it this i just yeah. i could hang out with her all day long the rest of my life yeah well, newsflash that's what you do in your marriage you hang yeah out with them. but i wouldn't know yeah, oh, I think <laughs> I'm I think still living do. the single no, life, so we're good. <laughs> you may not be currently experiencing it, but you know what that's like. I yeah. mean, like you're going to be around that person all the time. Um, the other thing that you said was be true to yourself because you will find the people that are like you were connecting the dots. I'm just putting words to it, but you'll find the people that you fit in with that will mm-hmm. accept you and embrace you because mm-hmm. they're like. Yeah, we're all over here. Yeah, like, where have you been? You know, yeah. get over here. Come be with us. Yeah, and I know this in my own mind is nothing like what you've been through mm-hmm. and the obstacles that you've had to overcome. But I've told you to me, it's been a hard enough thing to even just admit, I love playing video games, Yeah, which I understand not at all the same background, yeah. but I understand that mentality of like, I don't want to, shame like, yeah. I don't even want to post things on Facebook or Instagram yeah. about it. And then even today I posted one video and man, I'm sitting there like, yeah. Look at those like, comments. who's gonna say something? <laughs> Am I gonna get a text from my mother? Like, yeah. why are you posting video games? And I, I was all worried about it, but now I'm having people that I never even knew play video games. Guys that I've been, yeah. Craig from the gym. He, yeah. He's like, hey man, do you play on Xbox or PlayStation? What? Yeah. You know, big Craig, like lifting heavy weights that I can't even pick up with two hands. So anyway, I it's been really cool to see. As uh, I said, how, my how tribe. It connects you. It connects you with other people when you you're honest when, with yourself. Yeah. 
So yeah. there's your encouragement, folks. Joe, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, I know that this is going to be very encouraging to some people yeah. out there. Yeah. I hope so. I struggle with being vulnerable and being open. So uh, it was a little, I was a little uncomfortable at first, but you know, I want others to know that there is a, you know, people are struggling. There is other people that have gone through what you've gone through. So, I mean, if they want to reach out, you know, find me on Facebook, you know, it's going to be under Jose Fuentes, not Joe Fuentes, um, or Instagram, Joe Trainer. uh, Joe Fuentes trainer. So, I mean, either or. At you know, Joe Fuentes trainer? At Joe Fuentes trainer, yeah. Okay. So, either one, you know, I'm always willing to hear your story or help you out. You know, if you have questions, you know, like that's what I want to be. You know, I want to be able to help people be happy with themselves. I'm always willing to talk because. You're trying guess, to condense 36 years into like an hour and a half. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not going to happen. So, yeah. there's, so for they, sure, if they want to reach out or anything, I mean, I am always open to chatting. Just send me a DM and we will get the ball rolling. Yeah, one more time. Tell us uh, how to find you on Facebook or Instagram. On Facebook, it's going to be under Jose Fuentes. That's J-O-S-E for those of us that don't maybe speak Spanish as well. Yeah, and at Instagram, it's going to be at Joe Fuentes Trainer. If not, then look for Mike and you should probably find yeah. me underneath both his. Yeah, for real. If you guys want to reach out to the uh, the podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of those and just say, hey, how can I get connected to Joe? I will be the middleman gladly and just send yeah. you over Joe's yeah. way. No, definitely. And no question is a stupid question. If it's something you, you want to ask, ask it. I, I want to educate and I want to help people. You he know, deals with me, guys. So surely you'll be better <laughs> off than, than Yeah. Me. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm not agreeing to that, but I'm also not disagreeing to that. <laughs> yeah, one well, of the reasons why I want to be there for people is because I don't feel like I had somebody as a kid growing up, right? You know, so being able to, whether you're a kid, you know, whether you're an adult, an adult you know, yeah. I, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to want you to feel like you're gonna have somebody who's not gonna judge you. Yep, love it, Joe. Thank you for your time, everybody. Be encouraged, and uh, we will talk to you next episode. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to our episode today. Uh, Joe is a fantastic human being, in case you didn't know by the interview. He is one of my favorite people. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, I hope that you are encouraged, and I hope that maybe you can implement some of the things that he talked about doing in his own life and things that he's recommended for you. But nonetheless, I will offer the, the MyFitnessPal. I'll make a note of it in the description to the episode. And hopefully, if y'all have any questions, any comments you want to get connected to joe whatever it may be please just reach out i'll try to include his name and contact information on instagram and facebook in the description but if that fails just reach out to me and we'll get you connected thanks and y'all take care